0: We have a huge show for you today. We have breaking news going through the corporate media's response to the anti-grooming bill. They seem like they're defending this all of a sudden. They're very, very upset. We've got Ann Applebaum on a hot mic, and we're pushing back on Kim Kardashian and her policy of trying to get heinous murderers off of death row. But before we do all that, I want to tell you guys a little bit about some stuff that's going on at TPUSA. Number one. The Young Women's Leadership Summit is coming up June 2nd to 4th, Dallas, Texas. It's going to be held at the Gaylord down there. Beautiful, beautiful resort. Make sure you go get your tickets, tpusa.com slash YWLS and use promo code POSO. Next, the latest episode of Socialism Sucks just dropped. I am in it talking all about China's one belt, one road. What's the name of this episode? China, the world's loan shark and how we are being socially reordered into the palm of their hands. Go check it out. TPUSA Socialism Sucks Season 2, Episode 2. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories, Atlantic writer Ann Applebaum refuses to address the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. We'll get into it next. Corporate media defending the grooming of children and of course, pouncing on conservatives. for smearing the left as pedophiles. We'll explain. Third, Shanghai residents rebel as cases surge and lockdowns are extended indefinitely. And finally, Kim Kardashian called out by yours truly over death penalty cases. We're gonna get into this because it's blown up across the internet. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. I'm Daniel Schmidt. I'm a freshman at the University of
1: Chicago. My question is for Ms. Applebaum. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? And what can we learn
0: from that in ensuring that what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I mean, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think, totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or I mean, I don't think the. Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't fi- I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that that would be my problem with the, that as a, as a major news story. And I, I think we have run out of time. An incredible video that came out of the University of Chicago where they're holding one of these neoliberal deep state disinformation conferences. Ann Applebaum, a writer for. The Atlantic, one of the chief architects of neoliberal propaganda, and David Axelrod, you guys all know him, and they're questioned by this kid, Daniel Schmidt, a freshman at the University of Chicago, and he completely lays them out with his questioning. And Ann Applebaum, her response, it's beautiful. It's so amazing. We should play this every single day. We're not going to, we're not going to beat you over the head, but listen to the condescension in her tone. Listen to the way that she's trying to explain why this student with his irrational and irrelevant questioning about, these are simply business deals that were conducted on behalf of Hunter Biden. They have certainly nothing to do with President Biden or his administration certainly not when he was vice president or any of the deals that went in for them. Don't, there's no need to question any of these things. There's no need to get any of this. This is the exact same type of neoliberal imperial hubris that we've been talking about for years now. This is how they think this is what they do. And by the way, I went in and I did a Twitter dive on Ann Applebaum last night and I looked up all of her tweets about Don jr. And Just to show a comparison, right? I'm not one of those people who wants to do, oh, look at the hypocrisy. But she did seem to be very, very interested in Don Jr.'s business practices, in the Trump Organization's business practices, and in Ivanka Trump's business practices, the children of the president. Yet when it comes to the children of her president, she doesn't care. So let's take this back a step. The Hunter Biden laptop, war room pandemic, obtained that laptop in October of 2020, right? With Steve Bannon, myself, Raheem Kassam, everybody was in the war room. And we started breaking the story. Emma Jo Morris, New York Post, launched the first salvo, immediately shut down. But then we took to Twitter, we took to TV, we made videos, we made reports, the National Pulse, Natalie Winters, story after story after story on this thing. But people like Ann Applebaum and people like these 50 CIA officers and national security officers came out and said that it was all Russian propaganda and that you shouldn't look at it. And that even to this day, Ann Applebaum does not give up the script. She still won't admit what she did. She still won't admit what her side did because that laptop and the stories that we've been putting out now for a year and a half completely true. It was always true. The corruption of the Biden family and the way that it was directly related to politics, to American foreign policy, and not just foreign policy with like, you know, Western Europe or Canada, countries that we have friendly relationships with. No, 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 no. Countries like Ukraine, countries like China, countries like Kazakhstan, even Russia. I said before, Hunter Biden didn't care who he was taking the money from. He got paid to do a job. And his job was to curry favor for the oligarchs of Ukraine and the oligarchs of all these countries with his DC contacts. We've got the emails. They hired lobbyists in DC to do the bidding of the Ukrainian oligarchs and other oligarchs across the world. They didn't care. They didn't care about the corruption. All they cared about was the money. And President Biden, do you really think he didn't know what was going on? Hunter Biden was the bag man. He was the one who got the money, but it wasn't his money. It was the family money. And I've got a hard drive full of receipts explaining this. So come at me. Come at me if you want to, because I've got all the receipts on this. They go to him and they tell him, pay this account, pay that account, send a prepaid debit card here, send one there. It's all there. It's all in the hard drive. We've been showing this corruption from day number one. And that grand jury in Delaware, it's going to start with Hunter Biden. But if it were serious, you'd be looking at the entire family. Astrophysicist David Freeberg just came out with a new video where he states, the entire world operates on a 90-day food supply. 90 days, that's it. And when you see what's going on in the breadbasket of Europe, Ukraine, Russia, that's all blocked out. That means the wheat is not going to be making it to Africa, parts of Asia, that's where it comes from. Food shortages are coming. President Biden has admitted food shortages are coming. The growing season, the planting, it's not happening. We're going into a drought. You need to immediately go to preparewithposo.com right now, it is time to act. When you go there, you will gain access to long-term emergency food storage kits that will give you food security when the time comes. As you know, My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company. They have over 50,000 four star and five star reviews from happy customers who love their food. Go to preparewithposo.com right now and grab an emergency food kit for each person in your family. You can throw them in the trunk of your car for peace of mind as well. Each kit provides breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day for optimum energy during stressful times. Again, go to preparewithposo.com and get what you need. With situations getting worse around the world, you need to grab this emergency food as a backup for your family's survival and your own peace of mind. Go to preparewithposo.com today. That's preparewithposo.com.
1: And so uh, we will continue to recognize that in the state of Florida, parents have a fundamental role in the education, health care, and well being of their children. We will not move from that. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down.
0: OK, groomer. Well, that's Governor DeSantis. Explaining to the corporate media and corporate America that we are going to draw the line here. We are going to put a stop to the grooming of children. And if you're somebody who's out there that's talking about sexual information, sexual education to children kindergarten to third grade, we're talking the youngest of the young children. If you think that's okay, if you think that's something that they need to learn instead of, I don't know, math, you know, why does a caterpillar turn into a butterfly? Basic information, learning how to read. That's what little kids should be learning, right? How to share their toys, how to make change. That's what you teach kids. You don't get into this stuff. And if you do, guess what? You're a groomer. And what's amazing to me is the entire corporate media has lost their ever-loving minds on this. And it's glorious, it's absolutely glorious to So Christina Pushov, who is the press secretary for Governor DeSantis, put up this complete montage, and I've gotta read you these headlines. The national interest, why Republicans are smearing everyone as pedophiles now, CNN. When sit- a sitting U.S. congresswoman gave oxygen to a dangerous conspiracy theory by falsely accusing her colleagues of being pro-pedophile, the country has a problem, and her party has an urgent obligation to fix it. MSNBC, the Chris Hayes, one of my, 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 my favorite people over there, GOP smears political operatives as pro-pedophile. This is QAnon tactics. The Washington Post. Teachers who mention sexuality are grooming kids, conservatives say. Well, that, I mean, that's true. They are. Uh, philip bump the new red scare the right leans into pedophilia accusations vice news conservatives are smearing don't say gay opponents as pedophile groomers which by the way i actually love that one because the their smearing of the bill as a don't say gay bill is in itself a smear so they don't like the fact that they're getting a response from the bill that it's an anti-grooming bill which it is by they're losing their minds. Joel Mathis, this is, probably, this is probably the craziest one. Oh, David French, by the way. You gotta get David French first, all right. David French, the guy who's nominally a conservative, David French, against the groomer smear. And then Joel Mathis. Why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? Why would you have a problem with this? Okay, groomer, all right. Finally, the right is learning how to fight back. The same people who were baselessly smeared as Nazis, white supremacists, conspiracy theorists, Russian operatives spreading Russian disinformation for years, for absolute insurrectionists, can't leave that one out, the insurrectionists. You got this committee now is going after Dan Scavino, by the way, and Peter Navarro, right? People who just worked for the president guys who operated in public, didn't break any laws, but they're going to go after them because of course they are. Of course they are. The right is finally fighting back. You're going after our children. You're trying to sexualize them and we're putting a stop to it. And if you have a problem with that, then what kind of, look, 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 let me break it down. What kind of person would have a problem with anti grooming laws. What kind of person would oppose a grooming law? Simple question. It's a very simple question. So please explain to us why you have this desperate need to have to tell these children about all of these topics. Why? What's your driving motivation? I want to know It's like, you know, with Ketanji Brown-Jackson. What's your judicial philosophy when it comes to this? What is your motivation? Deconstruct it for me, if you will. And they won't do it because at the end of the day, and a lot of people have been talking about this. There's been some really good Twitter threads, some articles being written that on one hand, it's not just about grooming kids. It's about destabilizing society by going in and destroying society the moral fabric of our society and teaching children to reject traditional moral values so that you can later institute new systems and new institutions based on false values. That's one angle. That is one angle. But then the other angle is that they want to groom children. So you get both. And go and look, go and look at the headlines. Public school teacher after public school teacher molesting children taking inappropriate pictures of children, being inappropriate with children. Every single day across this country, a new story comes out about a public school teacher. So it's time to stop. We're gonna protect our children and these people are sick. Well, the city of Shanghai, my home away from home, the place where I lived for two years, the residents are rebelling as cases surge, but the lockdown is extended indefinitely. So if you spent any time in Shanghai or if you've you've looked at it, you see one of the ubiquitous features of Shanghai is that everyone lives in these giant apartment towers. And each tower, and there's blocks and blocks and blocks of towers, that's the whole city. And it's very spread out. It's not like New York, it's much more spread out, wider roads, et cetera. And it's um in the city of Shanghai. You know, it started as a, as a fishing colony along the Yangtze River and it eventually just grew and grew and grew. Um, the West came in after the Opium Wars, so you had like sort of a British mandate area. You had the French concession. There was a smaller American area that isn't around anymore. The French concession is still there essentially. But the British really set up that area along the Bund, uh, which is known as the walkway along the, the Huangpu River. And so across, right across from that is where you have the Oriental Pearl Tower and then Lu and Pudong, which is the financial hub of Shanghai, one of the biggest financial hubs in all of Asia. Well, the people there are all still in lockdown and they are starting to rebel because this thing was only supposed to be nine days. It was extended to the entire city. They're forcing people to stay in their homes. They can't walk their dogs. They can't walk their pets. So that means the, the houses are being filled with feces from dogs, that so now they're dropping them out the windows. People are going on social media, they're blasting the government, and you've also got people now coming out on the balconies of these apartments. I remember I had an apartment there, I had a balcony, um, and we actually had this cool room uh, that was sort of like, it was like a glass-enclosed balcony so you could walk out on it. And I remember uh, at one point, my uh, my mom and my brother came to visit, and uh, we actually had some plants out there. It was really, really nice. and people are coming out and singing from their balconies. Well, the CCP doesn't like any of this. So they, this video just came out. It's going viral on Weibo. It's got over 2 million views on Twitter of a drone flying around the city in between these apartment buildings, telling people to stay in your homes. Take a listen.
1: Please comply with COVID restrictions. Control your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing.
0: And the CCP has yet to put out an official explanation for this other than, well, it's a zero tolerance policy for COVID-19, a zero tolerance policy. Too bad you didn't have a zero tolerance policy when it came to the Wuhan lab and the gain of function experiments that you were conducting out there using technology that you got from America through EcoHealth Alliance, through Peter Doshak, through all that stuff. No, we're not gonna get onto that. We're not even gonna talk about any of that. But at the end of the day, you got 26 million people that are being kept in lockdown. There's a huge problem for the CCP. There's a huge problem for Xi Jinping. But at the end of the day, there is no leverage point on the CCP or on Xi Jinping other than the people themselves. By and large, the CCP's rule and Xi Jinping's rule is unchallenged inside of China. And a lot of people, um, these China hands, these analysts have said, well, you know, we think that uh, the CCP is just about to fall and they're gonna collapse and the Chinese economy is about to blow up and Xi Jinping's about to fall out of power. And I say, show me the evidence. Show me the evidence of this actually happening. Yeah, I get that they have issues. We have issues too. But show me the evidence that any of these things are happening because people have been saying that the CCP are about to collapse for 20 years when actually it's been the opposite. They've been growing, they're becoming more powerful, they've been taking more control and getting more influence not only in the country, but around the world. And that's the conditions that were created for Xi Jinping to emerge. So they created conditions for Xi Jinping to emerge who is about coming up November of this year, the 20th party Congre- Congress in November will be essentially able to declare himself paramount leader for life and the CCP has not had a paramount leader since the days of Mao Zedong himself. Xi Jinping has effectively neutralized all of his opposition. The number one show in China for the last five years has been the forced confessions of what he calls corrupt officials. Yeah they're all corrupt but these officials were his opposition puts them away, makes them go on TV, struggle sessions, forced confessions. That's the CCP that's locking up all the people of Shanghai. So if you followed me for a while, you know that kind of a subplot of mine has been going after Kim Kardashian and keeping her accountable for the lies that she spreads in these criminal justice cases that she decides to stick her nose into. And I think there's two people that are trying to keep Kim Kardashian accountable. One of them's Jack Posobiec and the other one's Kanye West. And he's got the receipts, at least on all that stuff. I've got the receipts when it comes to this stuff. I got her to delete an entire tweet thread the other day when she was trying to get involved with this death penalty case over a woman who had murdered her own daughter. Well, then Kim Kardashian goes on the Van Jones podcast, and we pulled the clip of this, where she's talking about another death penalty case. Uh, In this case, the guy was executed, and I'll tell you more about it after we play the clip. But she makes it all about herself, and then is even able to work in a promo for her upcoming Skins brand. Of course, of course none other than Kim Kardashian is gonna do that, take a listen.
1: I was working on the Brandon Bernard case and he was in fact executed. And I remember crying and feeling so helpless because it was his last phone call. And he was telling me like, don't cry. It's going to be okay. And, you know, hearing that he was worried that he would be claustrophobic in the chair. Mm -hmm. And then on his last call, when he was in the execution room, said, please tell Kim I'm not claustrophobic. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And like moments like that, I'm like, if only someone could see my day, I'm like hysterically crying, calling every governor that I could possibly Mm -hmm. imagine Mm -hmm. to try to stop someone's execution. And then I have to run into, you know, a skims fitting and I'm fitting and I'm crying and I'm can't really get my work done. And then I have to, you know, it was just such Mm -hmm. a whirlwind.
0: So the Daily Mail wrote this up, you know, me calling her out and everybody's response, but I want to go in a little bit. So yeah, she makes it all about herself. She makes it all about her brand, her undergarments that she's selling. But there's something missing. There's actually two names that are missing from all of this. Two names, Todd Bakley and Stacy Bakley. Who were Todd Bakley and Stacey Bakley? Those were the victims of Brandon Bernard. Two youth pastors in Texas that Brandon Bernard and his buddies locked in the back of their trunk after they carjacked them, made them, give them all their jewelry, go to the ATM, empty it, wallets, all that stuff, put them in the trunk. Then they drive them out to actually Fort Hood. They're on on, uh, Fort Hood military base. All the while the youth pastors are saying, you need to accept Jesus. You need to accept Jesus. Then they open the trunk. They start pouring gasoline on them. The couple starts praying Jesus loves us, the married couple. They get shot in the head, and then Brandon Bernard torches the vehicle. And there's some question, by the way, as to what the actual cause of death for Stacey Bagley was, that she may not have been killed by the bullet, that it may have actually been the fire that caused her to die. She didn't die immediately when she was shot, the way her husband Todd did. That's who Kim Kardashian, Is defending and if you're someone out there who has questions about the death penalty if that's something that you're not sure about go read your Genesis go read your Bible it's in there but also look at this case and look at the insane level of brutality and yet somehow Kim Kardashian doesn't care about the victims doesn't care about their innocent lives doesn't care about what these heinous people have done she makes it all about herself and she doesn't care what happens to the people that are cut down in the wake of this insane violence. Well, that's all the time we have today for Human Events Daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. This is the podcast for people who don't like podcasts because we get to the point faster and with more higher breaking analysis and breaking stories than anyone else out there. Remember. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends and leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics. What did we talk about today? An Applebaum bomb refusing to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop. We also got into the okay groomer scandal and corporate media defending the grooming of children. We talked about Shanghai residents rebelling as these lockdowns are extended indefinitely. And then of course, Kim Kardashian making these death penalty cases, these heinous crimes all about herself. Before we go, today's moment in history, 1994, today, was the date that the Rwandan genocide, the mass killings, broke out. There's always suffering in this world. There's always evil in this world. Focus on what you can control, focuses on what's right in front of your face. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.